One of the bigger misunderstandings in the church today is how some people believe that a personal relationship with God is a private matter. I used to hear this a lot during my young Christian life when God first regenerated me. People would say, well, you just don't really talk about religion. It is a personal thing, and therefore we didn't have interaction about our relationship with God, with other people, and that is unfortunate. It's a big mistake, but it is also unbiblical. To these folks, to follow Jesus does not mean that you follow him into a personal experience with other believers. I was doing a podcast, uh, doing a webinar recently, and one of the things that I said actually was on the doctrine of progressive sanctification, and one of the things that I said is that you can do many things alone, but sanctification is not one of them. It is imperative that we are in a community of Christ-like disciple-makers if we want to mature in Christ. This isolating factor, this detaching ourselves from the body of Christ, well, that's not something that should happen. And so if you want to truly grow up in Christ-likeness, if you want to continue to mature in transformation, you have to be doing that in community. And that's what I want to talk about in this podcast. The title of the podcast is, When You Can't See What You Need to See, you could add to this title, When You Can't See What You Need to See, You Need a Friend. We all need friends. We need those people who are around us, who know us, love us, and are willing to speak into our lives, to separate ourselves from those people who know us well and well, we really do damage to our own soul and do damage to our other relationships because every Paul needs a Timothy and we all need community and that's what helps us to grow up in Christ-likeness. And so the title of this podcast is When You Can't See What You Need to See. If you want to read this entire podcast, you're welcome to do that. You can go to our website, rickthomas.net. Look for that title, and you can read what I'm going to share with you. It's a 2,000-word long-form article, and you can read it at your own leisure. You can share it, which I would highly commend. And by the way, I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for Your Daily Drive. Your Daily Drive is the podcast where we put our article content in audio format so you can listen on the go. And before I get into this podcast, I want to share with you a kind note that I received from someone. In the last podcast, I shared uh, a quote, a note that uh, someone sent from Australia. I have one here that I, the reason I want to share this with you is because I want you to know that we are actually talking to real people. We're talking to lives, human beings who are struggling or people who are helping others. And uh, God is using this ministry to do that. And I think sometimes from time to time, it's important that you hear uh, what God is doing in people's lives. And so here's a short note that was sent in to me from someone. Quote, you know this, but reminding is biblical. Your ministry of writing reaches far and wide, and most importantly, reaches into deep hurts and pain of those who read it. Bringing hope, renewing minds, always sharing the gospel, and giving practical steps and solutions. Thank you. And this is from one of our longtime readers and supporters who 
as she said, you know this, but reminding is biblical. We we want to be an encouragement to each other, and so that's what she wanted to do to me personally and to our team is to uh, let us know that the resources that we provide do go far and wide, and it's helping people uh, with gospel solutions, practical steps to move forward. Even today, as I I've been planning. I'm receiving these notes and these requests for help that come in through our community forums. One, an unbeliever who is asking about being saved, about having a relationship with God. That's just one. Another, whose marriage wife just left uh, this individual three days ago, and they're really struggling. These are real people with real problems, and they're looking for solutions. And they come here because they can access us through the internet, and they're finding answers, finding help, finding some direction in their lives, and that's what we do. If you have benefited from our ministry and you aren't supporting us yet, will you do that? Will you help us so we can continue to do we can we can continue to do the far and wide thing uh, that my friend was saying in that encouraging note that she sent to me? giving people solutions to problems with practical steps. And so if you're not an active supporter of our, of our site, of this Christian ministry, I would appreciate it if you would do it. The title of the podcast, the article on the website, When You Can't See, What You Need to See. And then I'm going to add to that title, at least for this podcast, When You Can't See, What You Need to See, You Do Need a Friend. Some of these people who say that their religion uh, is a private matter and we should not be sharing it, our faith, with other people, what they have done, and thankfully they have placed their faith in Jesus and his work on the cross because they wanted God to regenerate them. They knew how they were a mess and needed God to personally and powerfully impose himself into their lives so they could experience transformation Praise God for that. May more people do exactly what they did, and it's what I did in 1984. These believers asked the Lord to redeem them from their guilt and sin. From there, a highly personal and intimate relationship with Jesus began. But this is what I want you to know after salvation The Lord wants you to have more than a relationship with Him. It is a fantastic thing to be able to enter into a unique experience with God Almighty and for Him to impact your life. Hard to fathom, I know, and I don't even fathom all that I just said in that short sentence because in some ways he's an incomprehensible God. He is transcendent, meaning he is above us, but he is also with us and he comes into our lives and this is a benefit of grace. It's the most profound thing to have a personal relationship with God, but it was never meant to be a private, isolated relationship detached from the community of faith. Let me share with you 1 Corinthians 12. It goes like this. Paul is writing to the Corinthians. He said, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. There may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care 
for one another. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 21 and also 25. To become a Christian is to become part of a body of believers, other people who have experienced salvific transformation, meaning they have been born a second time, and they are on the path to following Jesus. This fantastic opportunity means that when you become a Christian, you were called to get personal with other believers, which implies more than a weekly corporate meeting at a church building as good as a weekly corporate meeting at a church facility, a structure, it can limit relational possibilities if that's all you have. Did you know God has called you into an everyday personal relational ministry? The Lord not only gives you a personal relationship with the Trinity, God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, but he also gives you a communal one, with his body. Jesus is the head of the church, and we are the body. To be an anomaly, to be rogue, uh, to be disconnected from the body, well, that is a huge problem. If you were talking about your human body, you would soon die. There are over 31, over 30, rather, one another passages in the New Testament love one another, provoke one another to good deeds, serve one another, honor one another. There are over 30 of these one another passages. You are a person in need of change, and God has called you to help other people who are in need of change. In Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, listen to this passage of scriptures the Hebrew writer writes. He says this, "'Take care, brothers,' Lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day. Here's one of those one another passages. Exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. You see the juxtaposition here, the exhortation of one another, and the reason that we want to exhort one another as long it is as it is called today, so that none of us may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. The juxtaposition is a lack of exhortation, a lack of one anothering could lead to the hardening of the heart through the deceitfulness of sin. There is a strong appeal from God's word for you to have every day, every person ministry. The Hebrew writer warns us with sobering clarity what can happen to us if we don't obey God this way? We live in a deceptively sinful world, and none of us can withstand the hardening effects of sin if we isolate ourselves from the community of faith. This is what I want to say to so many people who come to us. They come to us at the 15-year mark of their marriage or thereabouts, and the marriage is falling apart, or one spouse has already left, and I want to say that, well... What do you expect? You've isolated yourself through the deceptions of sin, and you become hardened in your heart because of sin, and it has divided your family. Perhaps there is restoration for you. Perhaps God will bring all this back together, and you'll be a, a happy family again. But it doesn't have to be this way. You're called to bring biblical counsel to, counsel to your fellow believers, regardless of how long you have been born again. 
This idea of disciple-making is the essence of Christianity. All of us are called to help others in their time of need. The gospel is about going and affecting lives. Soul-sanctifying care is one powerful way that we can imitate Christ, the ultimate, the best disciple-maker he was. When times of trouble comes to a person or when someone is discouraged and is in danger of being overcome by their circumstances, people within the body of Christ should automatically mobilize to help them. That's what a healthy body does. The church is a sanctification center where each person within the local gathering is called to bring care to each other. That's the heart of Romans 15, 14. If we don't do this every day through personal ministry, guess what? There is potential to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, and that's what the verse says. But exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, not just on Sunday morning at your corporate meeting, but every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. In nearly every situation, when a person comes to me for counseling, that individual has been disconnected and isolated from the local church in some way. Even if they attend church meetings every Sunday morning, they can be in the midst of a thousand people, but be very much isolated and detached from the community. Many of these people do regularly attend a church meeting, but they do not adequately engage their church or their community does not properly interact with them. I realize that it goes both ways. The lack of personal interaction, my initiative to engage the church, and the lack of the church and their initiative engaging me. When this scenario happens, you can guarantee the deceitfulness of sin will begin to rule their minds. We're all vulnerable. As long as we live in Adam's body, we will be tempted to sin, and we will be deceived by sin. If we are not adequately addressing these temptations in a community setting, you'll be susceptible to a hard heart. Exhort one another while it's called today, lest you be overcome with a hardened heart through the deceitfulness of sin. This reality is why it's imperative for the church to understand the potential of a person drifting from the Lord. The quickest way to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin is when you do not get what you want. If you address your sinful responses to disappointments, a regression with sensitivity to the things of God will begin to take over your thinking. The first step in this regression will be a waning desire to read God's word, and simultaneous to this wrong response will be a cessation of your prayer life. In time, you will distance yourself from one of the primary means of grace the Lord gives us to change. This means is the community of faith. As you drift from God's word, as you stop, as as there is a cessation of prayer, you better believe that one of the next things that's going to happen is detaching yourself from the community of faith. When this person comes to me, the Bible and prayer The Bible in the prayer closet has grown cold, and their local assembly is not part of the process of change. Their hearts are hardened, 
And this scenario does not happen quickly. It happens over like a slow boil with the frog in the kettle that you don't feel like. Uh, you don't feel the heat of the kettle, of the boiling water, until you eventually are boiled to death because it's so incremental. The hard heart hardens by the ongoing disappointments in a person's life while not being in tune to the deceitfulness of sin. Spiritually blind people are not only blind, but they are blind to their blindness. You don't know what you don't know, and if someone is not speaking into your life, you're set up for personal failure. We will never outgrow our need for the body of Christ to speak into our lives. A wise response to keep from falling prey to the deceitfulness of sin is to find a community of believers who are interested in helping each other to look into the mirror of their lives. Truthfully, we all are like the guy who first hears himself on an audio. He asks, do I sound like this? Everybody in his life knows how he sounds. The problem is that he doesn't have anyone to love him enough to tell him how he sounds. This problem becomes exponentially more severe when we're talking about sanctification rather than an audio recording. An individual without a small group of friends speaking into his life is working without a net. This condition is foolish and unbiblical because sin is no respecter of persons. We're all vulnerable. You're vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. We need to surround ourselves with people who are are willing to speak into our lives. Not only willing, but they know how. They have competent faith. Because like a lion crouching at the door, sin is always looking for a way to enter into our lives. This reality is warfare, where there are casualties, real casualties. Marriages break apart, children blow up, and the lion of sin ravages lives. A wise response is to accept the fact that you're blind to your blindness. Ask the Spirit to help you find Who are the people who are willing to help you see what you can't see, which will not happen by wishing it? You have to seek it out. Sometimes we put so much emphasis on the church or other people to speak into our lives, and that is unfortunate. Because the truth is, nobody will love you the way you need to be loved. As long as you live on this earth, you will not be loved the way that you long to be. If you want to be loved, you're going to have to find people to help you see what you can't see on your own. If you expect the church to do this for you, the church will probably, more than likely, fail you. This spiritual need is your job, not the church's responsibility. Put the accent mark on yourself. Your church may provide you with a place to find community. But you must engage that community with the intent of building in-depth relationships. Too many Christians blame the church for their failures. Deception has captured their hearts by setting themselves up as victims. Don't be naive like that. If you want community, well, you can make it happen. The wise person would not only look for gospel-motivated communities, to help him mature in Christ, but he will position himself to be this kind of caregiver. It goes both ways. You want people to care for you, but you also want to extend your care to other people. You must be willing to allow God to use you to speak the truth in people's lives. This need is particularly wise advice for those who complain about their church not going deep with each other. 
there is always someone that you can build a relationship with so both of you can go in depth with each other. The difference between foolishness and wisdom is the difference between the person who complains about a problem and the individual who does something about a problem. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight and discernment so you can perceive what is going on in people's lives. Ask Him to provide you with the sensitivity to see what He sees. Then act upon what you perceive the Spirit is leading you to do. Don't just ask for information to grow in wisdom but act on the things that you believe God is teaching you, especially in this area of communication, building community with other people. Go and build that community. If you don't obey the light that he has given you right now, don't expect him to provide you with more light in the future. You walk in the light with him, and you will begin to enjoy a special kind of fellowship within his body. There's no other choice for every day, every person, but every day, every person ministry. Though there may be some discipleship situations that are above your pay grade and you may need to seek out a trained discipler, there is no biblical doubt that you are to speak into people's lives. Do not disqualify yourself. Do not say, I'm not trained, and I'm not going to do this. Perhaps you're not trained to help a, a unique situation but you can speak into people's lives according to your gifting, according to your capacity. If you don't help those in need, you will relegate yourself to the category of the priest or the Levite in the story of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10. You see the hurting, but you pass by on the other side of the road because serving the body of Christ this way is not a priority for you. Additionally, if you don't ask for help, you will relegate yourself to the category of the proud. The passive Christian is in opposition to God. Dear Father, help us not to deny the strong warning of Hebrews 13, 12, and 13. Let me share that passage with you again. The writer said, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. Next sentence. But exhort one another every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. It can happen to you. You are not an exception there is no other choice for you. Listen to the words of Proverbs. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. If you don't help those in need, you will relegate yourself to the category of the priest, of the Levite, and the Good Samaritan. Additionally, if you don't ask for help, you'll relegate yourself to the category of the proud. You're not the exception. To the warning, no matter how exceptional you believe you are, if you're not pursuing community while appealing to the community to pursue you, you're not wise. Your heart is already hard if you're in that condition. And if you are this blind to your blindness, today is the day for you to ask the Spirit to powerfully break into your mind and unlock the key that keeps you in bondage. 
If you don't have a friend like what I'm describing, and I realize that's true for so many people, well, one, it's time for you to find one. And then let me add this, because I know the challenge. I do. I hear it. I'm not disconnected from my constituency. I know that it's hard for some people to find that kind of trusting relationship. And in that case, perhaps we can be a temporary friend. It's not the best choice, and I understand that, not in cyberspace. But we can serve you in a limited way, in a cyber way. Let us be your come-alongside friend. And in the meantime, ask the Father to bring someone into your life who will love you enough to speak the truth into your life. Do not delay Pray now. Your sanctification life is dependent on how you respond to what I'm saying to you right now. If you don't heed the Hebrew warning, there is imminent danger ahead of you. I want to share you with you three questions that will serve you as you reflect on the ideas that I'm communicating with you. Question number one, where do you see Christ at work in all the things that you're dealing with the today? Wherever you see Christ at work, you need to move in that direction. You go where God is. You do what you go where God is working and do what He's doing. Question number two: How was your heart doing? And in all of the challenges of life, are you an overcomer, or are your challenges overcoming you? Uh, Question number three, are you able to rest in the gospel? Christ already has proven his love to you. Can you rest in Christ already proven love for you? If you're struggling in these areas, if you find yourself disappointed and you can't uh, heed the warning of the Hebrew writer and you see yourself falling prey to the deceptiveness of sin, then you most definitely need a friend. And before your heart truly hardens, you need to reach out. What if the culture of your church and your small group of friends believed in everyday personal ministry? Imagine if you were brave enough and intentional enough and compassionate enough to do this level of soul care. Think about how many marriages that could experience change if you had this kind of intentionality, if you had one anothering on the tip of your lip Think about how many lives that would be different. What if the body of Christ stepped up to the compassionate call to come alongside each other for God's glory and the individual's mutual good? God has made you competent to do this kind of everyday, every person ministry. Will you be humble enough to pray, asking him to use you and other people to speak into each other's lives so you can see what you can't see now? You need that come-alongside friend. It does not matter if you're unsure what it means to speak in each other's life. I understand this problem, this tension, this anxiousness, this temptation to fear because you don't have all the answers. You'll never have all the answers. The only way that you can have all the answers is to be omniscient, and that is not an option, so you will always go into every relationship not knowing everything that you need to say, everything that you need to do for this person, but you know him who can do anything for this person. And so you want to be dependent in that way. What matters at this point is not your 
ability to disciple every person that you interact with. What really matters at this point is your willingness to serve God and his body by stepping out in faith, asking God to give you opportunities to build a relational community know what's really important. And I know what's going to happen with a lot of people that they would listen to this podcast and say, I know that I need to be a disciple maker. I know that I need to value the local church. I know I need to be getting involved in people's lives, but it just seems like a bridge too far. I don't feel qualified to do this at this level. Well, maybe you're not, but that's not what I'm really asking. I'm asking if you are willing to step out in faith and pursue community within your local church. And if your local church is in such a spot to where you can't receive, find at least one person who will do reciprocal soul care with you, then I appeal to you to come to our ministry and let us be that cyber friend because of the strong Hebrew warning. Take care, brothers lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God, but exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. The title of the podcast is When You Can't See What You Need to See, Well, You Need a Friend. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you got questions, come to our ministry. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.